Hello and welcome everybody. You're talking tables with Bill and Bryce in this April edition of our podcast. I hope everybody had a great month and thanks for listening. Welcome back. As you know, we ended our last edition on kind of a sad note with the departure of Bryce. Have no fear, however. As any good product manager would do, I looked at the situation and I resolved it. I'd like to introduce you to our replacement right now. Good morning. I am Bill's robotic innovative coordinating expert. You may call me Bryce for short. Well, welcome, Bryce. If you missed that, that is Bill's robotic innovative coordinating expert. And with like many version twos, there's a lot of advantages. The new Bryce is packable. We can put him in a five by 10 box and ship him at low cost anywhere in the world. No more expensive plane tickets. And finally, no beard. The new Bryce is silky smooth. Thank you, Bill. Can we get on with the podcast now? Uh, sure. Yeah, no reason to be pushy. So today I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about the 3603. The table's been out on the market for a couple of years now. We've learned a lot over the course of those two years. And I just wanted to mention a few things that have been brought up to me recently. Sounds good. I just had a conversation with one of our distributors surrounding the batteries on the table. And the question came up about, you know, the batteries don't seem to last as long as they did on the older tables. And that's absolutely true. On 3603, because we have the lower profile base, we've gotten rid of that access cover, as you guys know. The newer batteries are smaller. The amp hours on them is not quite what it was on the older tables. It's about a 20% reduction in overall life of the battery. My battery life is far superior to the Ultra Slide. Okay, well that is irrelevant, but thank you, Bryce. Another aspect of the battery that was recently brought up to me was the amount of time it takes for the table to shut down. So if the table is unplugged or the main power is turned off and you're running only on batteries, the table has a feature where it times out. And in the older tables, the majority of our table models, you'll have a, a roughly a two hour window where the, the table will stay on and then it'll shut itself down. On the 3603 Ultra Slide, it'll shut itself down in about 15 minutes. And we did that basically to compensate for the lack of battery power or the that missing 20% of battery power we had before. So we turn the table off sooner, that way it conserves more power. So again, that issue in our manual right now is incorrect. Uh, it says two hours in the 3603 manual. Uh, we're working on getting that corrected. Thank you, Mr. Kloster, for bringing that to our attention. And I absolutely love it when distributor tells me we've got a manual problem because that means everybody's out there reading it. Thanks again. What about the imaging with issues? Bryce is correct. We still have some complaints on not being able to get the proper shot uh, of the kidney, and that's typically in the lithotomy urology type scenario. With the 3600 series tables, that had always been a very common complaint that not the imaging length, but the imaging width uh, made it difficult for the shot, especially an oblique shot, to be taken. We tried to increase that, and in fact, we did increase that by about an inch on the 3603. It is now wider underneath the seat section, as you all know, than the older tables. But we still have had a fair amount of complaints from our customers saying that they wanted to have a wider imaging area. This is an interesting complaint in and of itself because we know the vast majority of users of this table have no problems getting these shots. So the question becomes, you know, why at certain facilities are we seeing that this is a problem? And I think a lot of that has to do with the C-arm tech some of it may be some perception issues. Um, they may have had trouble one time and not really investigated why they had an issue. And then from that point on, they just assumed they couldn't get the shot they needed. You know, In fact, locally here, we had that issue come up. 
Uh, we had brought down a KUB board, which I'll explain more about in a bit. Customer used it. And then finally, uh, one of the last cases of the day, the doctor said, well, I don't know. Do we need this KUB board? They took it off and they absolutely had no problem getting the shot. So it is, I think, a bit of a perception issue, but it's something that you're probably going to have to tackle or you may have to t- tackle at some of your facilities. How would someone address this issue? Well, I think the best way is uh, preventatively, right? We want to address it during the in-service. And while they're not always available, it's a great idea if you can get the C-arm tech up to the room and have them look at the table, You know, have them look underneath the table so they understand uh, where they can image and where they can't. Uh, maybe run through a couple of setups with them so that you know the first time they're seeing the new table isn't during the case. You know, usually when we get this complaint, we get it early on, right? It's never at a facility who's been using the table for two years, and then all of a sudden they have a problem. Generally, it's it's happening right off the bat. The other suggestion I have is just trying to keep the patient centered. A lot of times when the patient's transferred on the table, we know that everything is draped out. It's not always easy to see exactly where that patient is on the table, especially if they're of the larger type. But let's try to make sure that the patient stays centered on the table. A lot of times that can help. Stirrup location is important as well. Correct. You want to make sure that the stirrups are positioned towards the end of the seat section. If they're positioned farther up, then the patient's hips are probably moved farther up, and therefore the whole rest of their body is moved farther up the table than it needs to be. And that can aid in making it difficult to get a high kidney shot. In a urology setup, you have a lot of other accessories that are kind of competing for the same space on the rail, right? You've got your Euro bracket, typically. You've got the clamps for the stirrups themselves. Uh, You might have a transfer board. But we've designed these products to all work together. So they shouldn't take up the same space. There's room for everything. The Euro bracket should go behind the stirrups, more towards the head side, and the transfer boards are designed to fit on the inside of the rail or to the leg pins where they're not going to interfere. If you're struggling with this setup at all, go ahead and reference the IFUs. We have them for the urology bracket, the stirrups, and the transfer boards. This should give you a pretty good guide as to how things should be positioned along the rails. I am getting sleepy. Okay then, let's crank it up and talk about the accessory of the month. Today's accessory is going to be the kidney ureter bladder board, otherwise known as the KUB board. Originally, this product was designed for use with the top rotation tables. It allowed you to go into lithotomy for urology procedures and actually have a perineal cutout. Whereas typically, if you have the patient reversed on a 6700 series, for example, you would have their bum at the end of the back section and there would be no cutout. The KUB board writes that wrong and gives you that option of having the perineal cutout. The intent is to have it replace the leg section of the table. So first, of course, the leg section has to be removed. The KUB board slides on exactly like a typical leg section would. Release levers are nearly identical. Beyond providing you with the cutout, it does give you 14 inches of imaging length, and it gives you a pretty respectable amount of imaging width. We were just talking about that on the 3603, And unlike the seat section where you have to contend with the space for all the hydraulic cylinders, the KUB board doesn't need any of that. So you have uh, casting, which is roughly the size of your typical leg or back section castings. Weight capacity is 400 pounds and it cannot be installed in place of the back section. There is an option of a little used x-ray top and pads have to be ordered separately. Make sure you get a transfer board. Use the pin type or side rail type. Good point. The leg pin type will not work with the KUB board. In my opinion, the pin type is really the best for use with the KUB board. 
it slides into two holes that are actually exactly dimensionally the same as our head section holes and it slides straight in and out. So you don't have to lift up the transfer board to remove it or to install it. Additionally, there's two knobs so you can actually secure that transfer board in place. So overall, I think it's the best option when you're using a KUB board. AORN is coming up, correct? That is correct. In fact, this year we're gonna have all of the tables with the exception of 1602 at the booth. We're gonna have two 3603s, 6702, 6302, and a 3503 there, as well as the 3008. Joe McCall is gonna be your table captain this year, so he'll be available and in the booth if you have any questions or you'd like to bring your customers over to talk more about the tables. As a suggestion, I would recommend when talking about 3603s, we concentrate on the rigidity of the tabletop, of course, the 26 inches of top slide, and the low height. And don't forget on 3503, that table has not been out that long. A lot of our users of the 3500 series tables may not realize that the newest version has the 30 degrees of trend up from the 25 and 20 of the previous generations. It takes some time to brush up on your top rotation knowledge. Both the 6702 and 6302 tables, as I said, are going to be in the booth. And if you have a customer come in and want to know the difference, you're going to want to make sure that you understand and can demonstrate the top rotation table for them there at the booth. So Bryce, how did you like your first podcast? It was okay, but you talk too much. You tend to overdo it a bit. You do have a good face for radio though. Ah, well there's some good constructive criticism, nothing wrong with that. As a wrap up, keep a lookout for the 3500 becoming obsolete this year. I'm working on that process right now. And again, that is the 3500. That was the original line powered table produced between 1993 and 2005. You should see the official announcement come out sometime after AORN. And as always, let's look at this as a good sales opportunity. If you want to know how many 3500s were in your territory, let me know. We'll create a printout for you and send it your way. And finally, it's baseball season. Wishing the best of luck to my Detroit Tigers. Statistically, the Detroit Tigers are awful. How is that? They can't hit, and they certainly can't pitch. I'll admit, on the surface, they may not look like contenders, but trust me, they're still the best team in baseball. I'll be rooting for the Yankees. They are unstoppable. They're a bunch of bums, Bryce, and everybody knows it. Good luck with your bullpen this year. Oh no, Bryce just accidentally fell down and broke. Well, that wraps up another podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.